Iceberg, it's all in the service, baby. Episode 159. 59. 159. I'm Almost here. This is Lee, of course. Arlie's joining me today. What's up? Yeah. What up? What up? What? Did I miss the palindromic episode? I believe you did. 151. Fuck. Yes. I gotta Sorry. be here for 161. Okay. Make sure. Yeah. Mark it on it's your coming up. Uh, Two weeks, baby. Winter's here. It happened. It just happened. Uh, this morning, we woke up to winter. Uh, so it's, sa- it's a Saturday. Lots we of winter. To say. <laughs> Saturday's not usually a recording day ever because everybody's too busy. But uh, we had to come together today, and we had to go see the new James Bond movie. We had to do it. Yeah, we couldn't wait any longer. I couldn't have waited any longer, and I, I'm glad we went and, and, and saw it. Yes. I was going to say get it over with, but I'm like, that's not the case at all. Uh, Skyfall is uh, that was off the hook, man. Yeah, that was. Uh, it's it's not the I've heard people refer to it as the best Bond movie. It's like this is the best Bond movie. I'm like. I didn't feel this movie was a better movie than Casino Royale, but I felt if you were ever going to get someone into the Bond franchise or you want to see, like, there were, like there's three very distinct acts in this movie. And yeah. And they explore a lot of places uh, that none of the other 22 Bond movies have ever gone. Uh, or, the, or the books, for that matter. The, like, aside from touching on who James Bond's parents were or something like that, we get to see the house he grew up in in this movie, and spoilers. Um yeah, and his like the housekeeper and stuff. Yeah, his friends, with his him. bearded buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, little bearded buddy. You didn't know that James Bond had friends. Anybody? You didn't know he had there. parents. Uh, you yeah. didn't know. You know. You didn't know any of that really going into it. Yeah, and there you go. Yeah, you know he's an orphan, but well, you don't even know that. Like it's never really touched upon. He's just an yeah, agent. You assume. Yeah, I guess he's got, he's got <laughs> parents somewhere. Uh, but no, Skyfall is. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it doesn't. It, whereas Quantum of Solace continued. Uh, the the same continuity from Casino Royale. This is something new. Uh, it doesn't really reference those so much. Um, characters you're starting over with a lot of characters. It's the 50th anniversary of Bond. So that villain and, and yeah, no, the casting that is, really is, really holds is it on together, point. Man. Of course, you've got Avier Bardem playing the bad guy in this, who doesn't have a lot of screen time, but is will be memorable as a Bond villain. Yeah, like, at, the, if you're gonna choose a, like the short list of people to be Bond villains, he's probably on there, right? Like you knew oh. the guy had some range, like. Him, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Who can be anyone? As Daniel Day-Lewis, has he ever really been a villain? I mean, he's he's not a... He's uh, not... Gangs in New York. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And, and there will be blood. He's arguably... Kind Obviously. Of a... uh, but that's, that, a that's less villains that's than... That's <laughs> I, I don't know. Villain. Like, what else? Because that guy can show up in something. He could be in a movie I've seen a hundred times and never know it was him. Yeah, that's guess He's a chameleon. Uh, but no, this is the 50th anniversary of Bond. And they they pulled out all the stops. Uh, it has it tons of homages and like it goes all over the place. Like as far as uh, as globe trotting goes, we get to see you know the the highest level of technology in modern times and the lowest level of like yeah, you get to see like Turkey, China, uh, that island, yeah, Scotland. You get to see like a London bunch of stuff, obviously the agencies there and stuff like that, and then yeah. Scotland at the end, yeah, and and lots of London, which isn't usually a setting for Bond movies when you think about it. Yeah, it usually, usually begins or ends there, but this one has a big chunk of it. The second act takes place right, yeah, right near MI six and the subways and the streets and stuff, which is which was weird to watch because it's modern day London, so it, you haven't seen that in a, you haven't seen James Bond in his home country kicking ass yet. 
And boy, does he kick ass! And he, in this he's one. kicking Holy ass all up and down the streets. We yeah. were talking. Daniel Craig kicks more ass than any Bond has ever kicked ass. He, yeah, he's he's. I mean, like anyone, literally in in a literal sense. Like, can, he, can anyone ever like? Is there a still split crowd on this guy? Like, he's he is Bond now. Like, yeah, is anyone still balking it? Like, no, nah, you know, I, Man, I think uh, my favorite Bond could beat up your favorite Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no question. <laughs> now, now Craig could take all the other Bonds in a fight. At, yeah, like at, at the same time, for yeah, sure, and win definitely. Um, <laughs> definitely, De- easily, definitely. easily, handedly. <laughs> Timothy Dalton might give him a little trouble, but that's that's beside the point. Um, no, they uh, they bring back. Uh, we got Q, the, qu- the the quartermaster stuff, and like kind of giving him gadgets. Well, not so much in this movie. Yeah, but. yeah, definitely toned down on the gadgets. I thought maybe they, but they they have for the last two movies though. Like the that's true. It's silly, right? It's like, not. It's not like the the Brosnan Bonds. No, like those, but those were. Those always established themselves as over the top. Yeah. So whenever they gave him something like it's an exploding pen or like a ring that breaks glass, you're just like, yeah, they they would give him that. <laughs> you but like, would. But they never, for some reason, like Q always had this this ability to see into the future and know exactly what circumstance Bond would be in because he doesn't always give them the ring that shatters glass. But when he does, Bond makes sure to use it at some point. Uh, maybe it's that kind of thing, <laughs> like. <laughs> Kind of uh, a subconscious thing because he has the ring. He kind of mm. gets himself in a situation. Or but you, f- the, the thing with the other Bond movies, though, as bad as some of them are, is you'll forget about the little gadgets he has. Like Q gives him uh, like six different things, and you're like, okay, well, when will that ever come into play? And then when he uses it, you're like, oh, that's fucking genius. Yeah. Uh, and that's and that you know that's part of James gadgets are a big part of James Bond. They brought back Q. They made him more of a. Um, he, he's not just the quartermaster in this. He's kind of a what's the word I'm looking for? He's. Uh, He's helping him out back at MI6. He is his like spotter. His like, yeah, it's his man on the inside. I guess. Yeah, help me out, Q. All right. Oh sure. Yeah, he's like a, a yeah. quasi partner. We get uh, Ralph Fiennes in this movie, who is playing like a liaison to the prime minister, who's trying to shut down MI6 because they're old and dated, and that's more or less an allegory to James Bond as a series. Where for a while there, it was done. Like after Quantum of Solace, when the the rights got all messed up there at MGM. That could have been the end of Bond. That could have been like, you know what? That would have been a sad note to and end it, on. It. Behind like Harry Potter or something, it's the highest grossing series. So you could never really imagine that happening. Um, like in all honesty, they wouldn't leave that money on the table. Like eventually, you knew Bond was going to be back, whether it would be Daniel Craig or not. We didn't know for a while there, but it's back, and they they allude to the fact that do people still want what what has given Bond his longevity compared to you know other characters that have gone by the wayside, like even something like Indiana Jones, for example. Uh, Indiana Jones is a character that could have transcended actors and gone on to be twenty movies as well. Really, like the with the yeah, sure, why not? Um, but it never, but it didn't, right? So, or I mean, you look back at how popular uh, James Bond was when it first hit screens, like with Doctor No and whatnot, and Sean Connery, and how there was like twenty other movies capitalizing on the spy genre in that year, and then after that, they all just kind of fell away, and James Bond was like the end all be all. And why? <laughs> why is why was Ian Fleming's James Bond the one that stood out? This is like the spy. He's British. <laughs> Deal with it. Like, and he's the man. Think, like, they just made him so so. Badass. Do you know anyone like any self-respecting male that doesn't like isn't that James Bond isn't like some kind of like he's the man? Like does, anyone who doesn't. Yo, well, no, buddy, I mean, who's just like James Bond? Pfft, I mean, he's a secret spy. <laughs> like he lays all the hottest women, and he, he's a badass. He's a he's badass. He can like yeah. fight and. Drive cars, awesome. He's like a badass superhero. That's more believable because he's he's really doing this stuff, and class. Like you wouldn't see, you know, you're not gonna have scenes like uh, 
you know, anytime he's dressed to the nines and he's, you know, he's in which the casino. Which is all the time. Yeah, which is all the time. When he's in the casino in this one, just like the dialogue scenes or when he's ordering a drink or something like that, you're just like, man, he's not even doing anything, but I, I want to be him. Like, I just yeah, want to sit there and order a drink as that guy. Just smooth. Yeah. <laughs> so, a longer movie, Money Straight to the Imagination, it's uh, two and a half hours. And like I said, there is three very distinct acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bond's, uh, at the beginning, of course, is like Death and Resurrection. Then um, him going to China, and then the third act, which is like Home Alone, yeah, <laughs> like a really fucked up Home Alone, uh, which I wasn't expecting at all. Like, no, me neither. It was, that, yeah. that was pretty good. And then, like imagery, like again, people are the only negative reviews I've seen on this, and they're not negative, but user reviews. Let's say anyone who wants to nitpick this movie to death, one of the things they go after is always predictability. And I think if predictability is done well in a movie, it's never a negative thing. Like it's yeah. foreshadowing, really. Like you're like okay, they're they're doing a lot with classic Bond. They're bringing it back, okay. And then you remember back when they get to Skyfall, which is his the name of his homestead or whatever. You remember back to like the opening thing, and you're like, oh man, like the, all the imagery of the fire and stuff like that. You're like, they're gonna burn this place to the ground, like. And you knew it was coming, and when it happens, you're like, it it made sense. It was like a song. <laughs> yeah. It called back to the chorus, right? You're like, yeah, the he, it's resurrection. He it burns to the ground, and he rises like a phoenix from the ashes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, really, yeah. I can't. I can't think of too many things to complain about with this one. It, yeah, like it's. It might not be the best Bond. Like I, I'll still say the best singular Bond movie might be Casino Royale, but this one will stick with you for a while, and it's probably the most important Bond, especially now that's coming out. Because I mean, there's lots, lots of fluff in between where you're like, oh, that one was important because of this, this one, but this Bond, it's the only one that really delves into the character like this. And uh, of course, spoilers. Uh, we lose Judy Dench at the end of this movie, so she's no longer M, and Ralph Fiennes steps in. Which, sure, yeah, yeah, I'm down. Uh, Judy Dench, she was a good M. She always seemed really like she was. She Britished the fuck out of that role, though. Like she was always so hard to like. I've always found like even in the Pierce Bronson days, I'm always just like, man, what a bitch. Always, which is fine. Like yeah. I, I think it works with that character. Yeah, where uh, this is endearing. Well, because yes, yeah, and and more of a centralized character. Because I mean, the old Bonds M showed up in the first five minutes and then was gone. Like gave him a folder and was like, "Do it." And that was the end of M, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. It. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I have nothing really bad to say about this movie. Everything about it, all the beats were. Uh, the action was was fine. The directing was great. Sam Mendes, it was really good. destroyed it. Uh, cinematography really. was beautiful. There's a lot of like stills you'll remember in your head. Like at the very end, when he's staying on the rooftop and you have like the. St. Paul's and, like, the Big Ben, and then you have, like, the flag waving and shit, and you're just like, yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot of shots, and like I said, just very different, and they're all done really well. Like, that whole that whole building with the glass and the lights oh. and everything, that whole thing is just amazing to look at. Just so much going on. Well, we saw an IMAX, too, and it's recommended, obviously. Yeah. Like, Well, and even the landscapes, like, in Scotland and everything. What like a, like, you said, like, a lot, lot of really nice stills. For, like, such good. a piece of shit of a country, what a beautiful place. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, when you, you, you look at Scotland, you're like, man. Like, I guess it, we live in flat, like, prairies, kind of like so, like, a, anything with topography is interesting to us, but, like. Kind of has, like, a gloomy, beautiful thing happen. It's, it's kind of weird, because it's, it's, like, everything's kind of gray like a thing. and It's, dark. like, Scotland's just, like, gray and rainy and windy and cold and just, like, death. But you look at it, and you're like, what a strangely beautiful place that is. Yeah. Like, um, no, no, really, really, I, I don't know what else to say about Skyfall, man. Go see it. It's awesome. We get two more Bond, uh, Craig Bonds, so, and they're set up to, like, just give her now, right? So, yeah, is there? I don't know, man. I really like the villain in this one. 
Yeah, Heavy Bardem was great. Yeah, it's going to be hard to top it. I don't know who they're And, like, the whole get. movie just clicked, man. Like, there was... It was one big allegory for, like... Again, it's a Bond fan's Bond movie. If you, like, have ever liked a James Bond movie, there's something in here that you'll dig. The car reveal was just badass. I'm just, like... As, like, it's... Again, there's silly moments, but, like, if again, if you like Bond, you know that... This is the silliest Daniel Craig's Bonds has ever gotten... Uh, like, with just certain things that you're just like... But oh, by, okay. Bond, by Bond standards... Like, really no, not yeah. very silly. Yeah. Like, why would he have, like, a 1950s Aston Martin in the way in a garage in somewhere in London? Yeah. But why wouldn't he, right? Like, why wouldn't he have... And it's the same car. Like, it's got the machine guns. It's got the ejector seat. Like, when would have he had that made? Who cares? It's badass. <laughs> Just go with it, right? He probably it's inherited it. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, he clearly comes from money. I mean, that's a pretty stately manor and land he has in scotland right yeah it looks like it <laughs> he's got some cat i and mean it, he's got an underground tunnel in his house it's... yeah they don't they don't go into how his parents died they just you just know that they did and that he you know he was orphaned and joined the mi6 program i guess right so there's they didn't they didn't have to they didn't have to step all over that because like the characters who would have been it wouldn't have been rung true to the, the scene to have uh the the old man there what was his name again um the bearded dude yeah, I can't remember his K- name. Connecticut-y or something. Oh, um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. It's, it's doesn't some matter. Badass. It wouldn't make sense It'll for him to, to be me. like, when I told him his parents died, oh, this is how his parents died, because M knows. Yeah. And Bond knows. And so, it, like, you know, it's one of those moments... Like, James Bond has always been smart like that. Like, even, like, when you consider how long the movie is, but the stuff that they left out, and then, like, as a as a viewer, you just go with it. Like, when Bond gets shot at the beginning, and you're like, well, how did he survive? They didn't show it. But yeah. did you need to see it? All yeah, you know it doesn't he's, matter. He's he's chilling out on some island, fucking chicks and drinking. Like, either way, it's going to be impossible. It might even be more impossible if you see it because you'd be like, "Oh, that's bullshit." <laughs> <But> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, he's alive still. So like, how does oh, how does he get on the boat? Like, how does he get to that boat with the the sex worker chick on it? It doesn't matter. He got there. Mm-hmm. Didn't you see it? The movie doesn't need to be four hours long. It's all right. Yeah, he's uh, blonde. Yeah, he makes really, it really well done. And the same writer's returning for the next two movies. I don't know if Sam Mendes is returning as a director, but... I hope he does. Uh, he did He did good. Yep. Knocked it out of the park. Yeah, Sam Mendes isn't really action, either. Not, not What really else has he yet. done? American Beauty. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's... And some other you, stuff. you know he's competent behind the camera, for sure. And yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's any doubt, like, I mean, he definitely i uh, think uh, i mean i'm gonna be honest here i think if you have someone who does strictly action especially like a second unit guy like when someone comes uh like who'd be having the last one oh fuck i forget his name uh the quantum solace the the major problem with the directing was just the action was shot so tightly uh which is i i mean the it's something that we do recently in 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 action movies jason Bourne's the biggest example of that but that was it it, that's its style like when jason Bourne gets into a tussle with someone it's going to be in armpits and like over shoulders and like really close and while Bond sure has those kind of moves, I don't. I think when you're fighting a James Bond fight scene, you want to see the dude doing it, right? Like yeah. in this one, the fight in the you said the glass building in China when they're like fighting and like the only light is the the muzzle going off once in a while and the gun that just keeps firing. That's a badass fight scene, and you get to oh. see everything happening, right? Like yeah. even when he uh, when he you know when the chick spills the scotch there and he goes goes ape on everybody there and kills like six dudes, you you see every beat like. You're not like, well, how do you do that? You see him, like, drop, shoot that guy, pull that guy up. Like, you know what's happening. It makes sense to your eyes. Yeah, close yeah. framing is difficult to do, and it's rarely done well. Like, you're, if, you're doing, if you're shooting really fast, your brain can only process something so quickly, and when it comes to those action scenes, you want to see what happens. You want to see him being a badass. And uh, just seeing a flash of, uh, you know, flash of his eyes, and then a fist, and then a knife or something, <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't get that. Where it yeah. works in Bourne, because, you know, he's just kicking ass. Like a, it's, I compared to... <laughs> 
in old cartoons when there'd be a fight and they have the dust cloud. That's like what that kind of action directing is. Yeah, I agree. Like you don't see what happens; you just know who comes out of it at the end. I don't like that for Bond. So that was a that was a great movie. So glad that Bond's back. It's been four years. So really, it's f- f- uh, three going on four years. Yeah, yeah, damn. Yeah, Quantum Solace was just yesterday. Sorry. <laughs> We don't have much of a uh, a show planned. Uh, Comic-Con was last weekend. I guess, Arlie, you didn't get away to Comic-Con. No, no, I didn't make it out. How was it? Uh, it was good. Uh, I had to work busy. Saturday, and that blew up my voice. I uh, I was feeling sick earlier that week, like I had a fever and whatnot. And then, you know, had was kind of losing my voice, and then working 12 hours on Saturday, talking at Comic-Con over the loud crowd, man. Gone. Um, I went on to do, um, thinking I just like lost my voice for that day. I went on to do pretty much everything on the list you don't want to do when you have, uh, you strain your vocal cords, you have laryngitis. Like, I talked to my doctor and stuff like that, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, you know, laryngitis goes away in a, a couple of days, drink some tea, blah, 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 blah. Prior to that, I had done every single thing to, like, elongate that. It's like, don't smoke, don't drink, don't whisper, don't, like, just the, yeah. like, simple shit. Like, you're just like, you're sick, don't drink. Oh, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Your throat's fucked up, don't inhale smoke. Oh, well, fucked up there, too. <laughs> shit. Uh, so. No, it's getting better. I had some chai tea. I've been drinking chai tea like a motherfucker. Man, yeah. you take some of the best pisses if you drink a lot of tea. Oh, for sure. We're talking like 30, 40 second long. Oh, just, just clear. Just pure, just Glacier yeah. piss. <laughs> you can just put it into a glass, <laughs> drop some ice cubes, and you're good to go, son. Uh, so, getting better. I, I don't want to talk too long on the podcast today because I know I'll strain it and it'll blow out again. So, uh, no beer of the week this week. But no. what do we have, Harley? We have chai tea eggnog drinks. Uh, did I get that right? I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. A called. chai tea latte with, okay. made with eggnog. There you go. You get them from Starbucks. You have to order it like that, though, or they'll fuck it up. They fucked up the other day, actually, and they thought I said iced at the end of it. So they gave me this with, in a big cup with ice cubes in it. It was probably good, And still. it was fucking delicious, was exactly. Because <laughs> it was just basically eggnog with all the chai tea spices in it, so it was just... Yeah, just really good eggnog. And then a huge glass, so... Uh, you put a little rum in yours, just made it a little more Christmassy. Oh, yeah, that was good, it's man. It's the kind of day, like, honestly, you Cemetery. just want to curl up and, and just sleep and watch something. Yeah, so. first day of snow is always a rough one for everybody, I think. Here in the, in especially, the, in especially the hamlet when of Winnipeg. It's not a dusting of snow either. It's like, no, there's fucking snow. You never, yeah, we never we never get eased into it. It's either no snow or all the snow you could ever, ever want. All of so. the snow. All of the snow. <laughs> uh so we'll look at the box office for last week real quick. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph opened up $60.6 million. Got an interest in seeing that movie? Yeah, I want to see it, but I'm not losing my shit about it, you know? I um, I, I, I don't, no, don't want to say it's pandering because I don't really care, but um, I think um, a lot of it's based on... Nostalgia. The, the, yeah, and the pull of it is like I don't know. I don't like. I want to see it because it's a Disney movie. So I mean, ultimately, it's probably not shit, right? Yeah, it's probably like be. how often they fuck up, right? And it's been reviewing well, also. So what's going on here? Norton Monthly reports cybercrime. Oh shit! Oh Skyfall. no. <laughs> <laughs> Flight, which is the new Denzel Washington movie, Denzel. opens up for the thirty-two point six million dollars. Also reviewing kind of, eh. Is it that movie uh, made a I'm, lot of money for the amount of theaters it's in? That movie made bank. Oh man, Denzel! You think he, who who directed that? I'm not sure. They got "Give Me Shelter" in the trailer, and that usually pulls people in. Yeah, Didn't they also use "Give Me Shelter" in the Argo trailer. Maybe we need to stop using that that song. <laughs> but <trailers>. uh, <laughs> no, but put Denzel Washington in anything, man. It's gonna people are gonna go. People uh, love Denzel Washington. Okay, great. It's not gonna tell me who directed it. Well, fuck you, anyhow. Uh, we got Argo drops down to number three. A movie I still kind of want to see. But I, I do. Could honestly also. wait till it's on video. <laughs> I'm not, not you know. 
Ben Affleck though, that with, guy with that beard, man. Yeah, man. That not that like that dude jumped behind a camera and he's just like, I got skills. And you're yeah, like, fuck yeah, you do. He's really good behind the camera, man. Because like it, you people used to be like, well, fucking Goodwill Hunting. How much of that was Ben Affleck? How much was Matt Damon? Who's like the studious, learned. Uh, like individual and then you're like oh, Ben Affleck's got a brain in him and it's like well even if you don't give him credit for writing that movie you can give him credit for jumping behind a camera and shooting the shit out of something yeah he's uh, he's done well man the town was fucking awesome the town was great um what Gone Baby Gone, Gone, Baby Gone. also good he's done something else uh, Argo Argo <laughs> Argo yeah uh, The Man with the Iron Fist opens up at number 4 10 million dollars which a good take for that movie that movie only cost 15 mil to make yeah, plus it's, plus it's kind of a niche audience, I think, that lo- really gets into that kind of thing, that whole Grindhouse throwback uh, and, kind of thing. And for what it's worth, you see the trailer and you're like, I'll watch the fuck out of that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you sure. can say all the negative things you want. As long as I see a dude like with weird weapons punching each other, I'm there. Apparently it's super violent, too, which is good. Like, if, if, <laughs> like uh, what, what do I want out of this movie? Like, Yeah. like I, I was expecting Citizen Kane, and instead I got the RZA punching someone. <laughs> I think that's... And we've talked about this before, and it's a big problem that I have with people having the same expectations for every movie. Yeah. Like, they go into every movie. Like, Skyfall, a- like, you expect action, and there is lots of action, yeah. but well, there's you- a lot of dramatic beats in the movie, and, like... And and you expect a really well-put-together, well-filmed, well-written movie, but you go something called The Man with the Iron Fists. And you look who's in it. <laughs> and Yeah, yeah Sue's in it, and what the plot is, like, a man with iron fist fucking <laughs> wrecking shit. There's like a well, golden man. That's like, but like, then you, you no. get surprised. About, what movie did I watch? I watched Safe with Jason Statham the other day. Yeah. He's, uh, oh, fuck. Is she Chinese? It's her, it's him and this like little Asian girl. And they're on the, the run from the mob. And you're like, right there, that's enough plot. You'll, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get Jason Statham protecting a little girl and doing some badass shit. Yeah, probably going to take but, his shirt off and fight but, somebody. Yeah, but the writing was like, was, was tight. And it was like, oh man, that was actually better than what I was expecting. But had it not been... I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like gonna see, yeah. So, something like this, yeah, you can't... Uh, like, even, uh, you know, on the flip side, because those can go wrong, too. I mean, let's be honest. Something like... That's the thing with video game movies I don't get either. It's just, like, you're going to see fucking special effects and a basic representation of what you may or may not have seen in the video game. That's what you're going to get. Don't expect any more than that, ever. Yeah, but and sometimes... people are all tore up, and it's, it's not exactly the video game. Like, No, I don't... My problem with video game movies is not that it's not like the video game because I understand that it's not the video game. If I want the video game, I'll go play the video game. Well, we but just want someone to adapt a video game and treat it with in, the same respect that you would a book. Or just into a decent movie, yeah. like passable. Like a lot of these are just so bad even just as a movie. Yeah. That like I don't care if it's exactly to the video game because I've seen that story. But if you're going to like take these characters and just kind of throw it together, prime example like Street Fighter. Yeah. Like... Even though it has nothing to do with Street Fighter, and I can look over all that, it's just a terrible movie. It's just <laughs> like, a bad just, movie, yeah. Just a bad movie. Are we talking movie. about the newer one or the old one? Uh, what doesn't, doesn't matter. Because the old one's actually, like, good compared to the new one. Yeah, which is... Because <laughs> at least, like, everybody's in the right costumes and, like, not being ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Guile doesn't have a French accent. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's stupid, but what are you going to do? And he's got the American flag tattooed on him. That was confusing to a lot of people who hadn't been uh, exposed to Guile outside of... That movie? I'm like, oh, he's French. <laughs> he's got American flags on his arms. Yeah. Fuck's sake. On both arms, because they just mirrored that shit. Uh, anyways, uh, Taken 2, still making ducats. Moved up from 6 to 5. Has made $127 million in the U.S. box office. 
Uh, so we're probably seeing Taken 3 and 4 at some point. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be the same stop. family. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. Cloud same Atlas version. drops down to number six. Uh, Ramil saw it. It's acquired taste, apparently. It's surprising, actually. I figured it would stay higher for longer. It's so weird, though, man. Like, that's not a movie yeah. that everybody you just go on to into a, on a whim. Like, it's like I can see Tom Hanks as an Asian dude. I don't know if I'm well. Ready for that. The thing is, though, like, it is weird. Hugo Weaving's a woman. It is weird, but I think um, to the point where you it's watch ambitious. the trailer, where you watch the trailer, and you're not sure what you saw. But a lot of people, you know, like the Wachowski brother movies, yeah. like they they know them from the Matrix. Or so they're not brothers anymore. It's brother and sister. One of them got sex change. Really? It's a fact. Yeah, Ramil corrected me on that the other day. Like, Are you uh, you fucking with me right now? No, 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 no. One of them is legitimately a woman now. Like has a veg. Oh. I, I had to look up after is, he said it, but is, I'm like, oh, yeah, one of them straight up got sex changed. Is, is she hot? So, <laughs> uh, are they ever? Has there ever been a man to woman? We've talked about this before. Yeah. I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> the hotties? Yeah. I mean, there's hot trannies, but I don't think there's ever anyone who's a man who thinks, who, who believes he's actually, like, a woman trapped in a man's body who becomes a woman who comes out just being smoking hot. That never happens. It's all... It's, it ha- must have, <laughs> at least once. It's all, like... It's out there, very I'm sure. Mr. Garrison. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Garrison? Right guy? No. No, oh, fuck. Uh, You're on the spot now. Doesn't matter. I watched South Park in years. Uh, Wait, did Garrison? I don't know. Was Garrison the one, or was, is Garrison the Mkai? No, Mr. Mackey. Mr. Mackey is yeah. Mkai. So Mr. Garrison is the right guy? Yeah. And Mr. Hat? Yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry. So, sorry, Matt and Trey. We fucked up. Because I know they listen. Uh, Hotel Transylvania, number seven. Paranormal Activity, four, number eight. Here comes The Boom, at number nine. And Silent Hill Revelation 3D at number ten. They can make those shitty movies on so cheap. What, that the, they the can't... Kevin James ones? Th- those ones, Silent Hill, uh, something like uh, Paranormal Activity, they make those on such a cheap dollar that... Shit, man! They could just make them forever. Like it's insane. And the people go like, movies what? that cost the most are CGI movies. Isn't that crazy? That you is think crazy. About it? Like the two most expensive movies on that list I just read are uh, Hotel Transylvania, which cost eighty-five million dollars, and Wreck-It Ralph, which cost one hundred and sixty-five million dollars to make. One hundred sixty-five million dollars. A big part of that too is that you think like, oh yeah, you don't have to pay actors, but they do. Like they get, they always get A-list actors, to do and they're not process. even working as long. Like no, like uh, people who are in it for like uh, Alan Cole was saying he plays a part in Wreck-It Ralph. He's like it was two hours in an afternoon, and they cut you a check and you're out of there. Yeah, plus you don't have to dress up or do makeup or. Well, or you can if you want. The the <laughs> acting, it's all voice acting, so like you you don't have to do any facial expressions or anything. Like it's except when they're filming you for the behind the scenes. Like yeah, and they always showed Rob Williams, and he's always got his hands up, and he's like super big with it. I think he, that's just Rob <laughs> that's Williams. How he talks that's to people. Yeah, he he's got his hands up. Uh, game releases this week. Um, Pro Evolution's out. NASCAR. NASCAR. Is NASCAR. Out. NASCAR. You can drive in a circle for you drive hours. A little Big Planet Karting is out, so you can drive in a circle in that, too. Oh, nice. Uh, and then, uh, big, oh. I guess the biggest one would be Halo 4 is is here. Yeah, it doesn't get much bigger than Halo 4. 343 Studios uh, is the name of the new production uh, development company on it, and they fucking killed it, man. Like I'm not, I'm not the biggest Halo fan, but I've enjoyed them all. So it's hard for me to hate on Halo ever. I'm just like, you sit me in front of the Halo game. I'm having fun. Yeah, Halo's a good yeah. one. Uh, and it's like, and at least it's sci-fi. It's not like with Call of Duty, battle, like Battlefield or like Medal of Honor. I'm always just like, this is making a mockery of people who actually like give their lives, yeah, <laughs> for for this shit. Like, 
If I was like in the army, I'd be like, you fucking sit on your couch and you play this like, like starring American mass murderer just going around getting headshots. Like, it's not. I don't know, man. Like that that bugs me on some weird level. Like where I'm just like, why am I offended? I don't give a shit. But, <laughs> yeah. Like no, for, but but sci-fi is always fucking cool too, man. I'll, I'll yeah. fuck with sci-fi because you can you can do anything you fucking want with sci-fi. Yeah. Like you know when you play a battlefield game, it's only going one way. Like there's gonna be set piece moments. <laughs> no need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking aliens are going to show up. Zombies might, though. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, but no, Halo 4 knocks thing. it out, man. The music is fucking crazy. Uh, sound effects are all good. When you fire a gun, you just feel like a fucking badass. Um, like it. Love it. It's good. Good, <laughs> good on you, Halo 4. And, I mean, those guys, I mean, they had big shoes to fill. Because, like, Halo is fucking huge, man. Beloved. People love their Halo. Doritos, Mountain Dew, and Halo. That's that's the combo. The that's the dream the team. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, uh, they, they the holy trinity. Up, man. Uh, one last thing to talk about. Again, it's a very short podcast, but uh, Star Wars. We got a writer, uh, Michael okay. Ardent, to write the screenplay for Star Wars Episode Seven. Michael well, Ardent, you might not know, he hasn't really done much. What he did recently, though, was Toy Story Three. Okay, and, and where you go with that is you're just like, well, this guy's fucking badass. Like based on that movie alone, yeah, he, you're just like that guy evoked emotions. In me, I didn't know I had with fucking toys. Yeah. <laughs> so if this guy's gonna put actual people in front of a camera, I'm I'm gonna be bawling the entire movie. Like you know it. Yeah. He uh... that guy he he made a kid giving his toys away to a younger kid the saddest thing you've ever seen captured on film, and you're like, yeah, why the fuck? Now that you mentioned that, that was pretty masterful. <laughs> you're like, I've seen Schindler's List, and that shit like is like a representation of actual events. This shit is CGI toys. Being handed down to a CGI little girl, and I'm crying. Is, yeah. What the fuck is going on? Uh, so, no, couldn't be in better hands. I mean, let's be You honest. know what? I think... I think little, Miss Sh- little Miss Sunshine, he also did. So he knows his way around drama, good. too. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> He's a fucking Swiss Army knife, this guy. <laughs> One thing that, uh, that I was thinking about with Star Wars, though, that I think was working against Episode 1, 2, and 3, and is kind <laughs> <Everything>. of <laughs> working in favor of this one, is people's expectations for Episode 1, let's say... Were huge, right? You're coming off of the original trilogy, I think. But you, yeah. most people, especially Star Wars fans, nothing for this. Like expectations are are less than nothing. It's like well, fuck it. So like, if this is no even, precedence, right? Like you don't want to. You're like, oh, it's the cycle again. You're like, this is a totally new group of people. No, who so are passionate about Star Wars. Even if there's a shred of of awesome in this movie, I think people are going to be. At least, and okay I mean, the sky's it. the limit. Like you can, it, you can use the established universe. Apparently, uh, Luke, Leia, and Han are all in it, which makes sense. Yeah, but if you're gonna have those same actors portray them, all those they're all old. <laughs> like Carrie Fisher's some schizophrenic, crazy woman. Han Solo. I mean, Harrison Ford's. He's. <laughs> I, I love Harrison Ford, but he he was done a long time ago. I think he's just mumbly. And uh, I was pretty sure Mark Hamill was just like, I don't want to be known as Luke Skywalker. Fuck that shit, man. So, fuck you, man. Yeah, there's there's worse things that you could be thought of than Luke Skywalker. Like a, he's, like I a think he's. I don't, don't want to say he's a head case, but I think like Mark Hamill's got. Who who knows? It's, who knows what it's like to be Mark Hamill, right? No, like for but, thirty years, people are like Luke Skywalker, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Like, granted, you know I act in other things that mean a lot to me, but no one knows me for those things. I'm I'm fucking Luke Skywalker. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. Luke Skywalker or for the always. Joker. Yeah, who's the Joker? He's the Joker in like everything. Mark Hamill. Yeah, in like all the voice stuff. He's oh, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 right, right. I was thinking animated series. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like His voice. He is the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Arkham City, Arkham Asylum. He was the Joker in there too. 
No, for some reason I was thinking like the, okay. the live action ones. I was like, <laughs> Although I'm, I'm sure he would work too. He's never they, the Joker. Get, they get his work. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think I heard they said it's original story, not based on the established universe, and that could be fine if they said it after all the established stuff. But for the, the average moviegoer. There, there is extended stories there that, like, as a kid, I read all these novels and stuff. So, like, I know what happens after Star Wars. Just like I knew what happened before Star Wars. The shit that happened before Star Wars I didn't care so much about because I didn't care about those particular characters. And we kind of knew what, what happens. So, yeah. going into the prequels, you're just like, I hate seeing stories told before the shit that happens because we know where it's going. Uh, and that, you know, it's like I've already seen the end of this movie kind of thing. And what you're showing me now is way shittier and inconsistent with everything else I've seen. That's that was my problem with the prequels. Always is just like they're like this. There's not really needed. It's the continuity. It's just that things that were so special before are nothing now. And like the what made Star Wars Star Wars is it, it, the magic's gone. Like you're gonna put a bunch of dudes in front of a blue screen on a blue floor and have them fight blue dudes. I'm like, uh, you know, yeah. Without the practical effects too, it was just. The magic was gone. <laughs> and again, the it's, there's, gone. there's a way around that, too. Most every movie uses CGI in some way, shape, or form. But like, you look at something like James Bond. You look, could you see a scene in that movie where you're just like, oh, they're clearly not filming this in the place that they say they're filming it? No, it, no was all, it all looks like it's being filmed. Like You're like, Shanghai? They're in fucking Shanghai. And they probably are, because that's, they, that's they how they do. They just ripped the back off of a real train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. That's that's how they do it. But it's, it's fucking seamless. So that's my only problem with it. And, like, and again, people, there's there's... Fans of the extended universe that want to see consistent with that. They want to see Han and Leia have their three kids. They want to see Luke and Kyle Katarn make a Jedi Academy and bring the Jedis back. They want to see the return of the Sith. They want to see, uh, you know, all those stories and whatnot. That that already happened. Like, in my brain, th- that's already what I know happens. So if you're going to show me anything else, going to be like, well, that that's not how it goes, <laughs> right? So I'm like, there is expectations, I think, but... If but you can tell a better as, story. I think quality-wise, though, people aren't getting their hopes up. I just think that the problem with the prequels is that George Lucas was in control and no one would challenge him on anything. Yeah. It, it, it's a creative process. Anything is like, you know, you get enough people coming together and you take the best idea of a group of 20 people, it's going to make a better product than one dude being like, that's how it is. Yeah, okay. Like, do you remember when, like, George Lucas, when he, he first wrote Star Wars or whatever, Luke was like a fucking robot... Uh, there was like a big li- Han Solo was like a lizard or something, and they're just like, no, no, fuck that shit. Like, no, these are gonna be people. Yeah, they came together and like, you know what? You have a lot of great ideas here, but let's you know tone it let's, back let's, a bit. Yeah, let's 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 get rid of the retardation here, and like let's let's really sit down and flush it out, right? And great things come of that of collaboration. You know, no no one person should be able to have to carry everything. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I think I think that's the su- that's what Dark Knight Rises suffered for that too. Did you watch Dark Knight Rises yet? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think something like that was like, oh, it's Chris Nolan's vision. Like, you, no one's going to say shit. Like, no, I think... No one's going to bring up... It's silly that the cops are all underground for all this time, yet they emerge without beards and they're all fit and ready to fight. Like, Okay, I yeah, I guess some of the details yeah. are a little... It's like, you know, you know, Chris, it's kind of silly to have Batman carry a giant bomb out to sea, because he's done that before in the Adam West Batman movie. He he carried a carried a bomb to the, to the water. People will... People will be reminiscent of that. They'll remember that Batman has been known for carrying <laughs> bombs. Just like little stuff like that. Like you're like, eh, something smarter could have come with that. I don't know. Like, I oh, and Iron Man had already done it that summer. <laughs> so he already uh, one billionaire had already uh, carried a bomb out to sea. So so uh, come up with something else. <laughs> oh, look at Spider Man. It was good well. though, man. I, I liked. Um, you like Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. I didn't have any problems with it. It uh, just got too big in scale for a Batman movie. 
He was yeah, very ambitious. Like, credit to him. He fucking did it. Like, he he told this Batman story that he really wanted to, apparently. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. They... <coughs> so, Star Wars, uh, let's look positively to the future. Keep our fingers crossed. I, I mean, I'm already at zero. I'm already at, like, negative five, negative ten, or zero on the Star Wars franchise. So, d- do anything. and <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll buy a ticket. I'll go watch it. Uh, I'm, I'm on board with this guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't think yet. I can. Uh, I don't think I can get too upset about it. Like, because if it sucks, I'll be like, "Yeah, near part it. for the course." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Obviously, yeah. But if it's good or at least even okay, like, it, great. Mm-hmm. Like, so it can't. I can't do like again. If, if your expectations are nothing, it can only do well, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good. There you have it. Uh, Let's stop before I lose my voice. Again, I'm going to drink some tea and whatnot. But that's the podcast for this week. Only 35 minutes. Yeah. That's plenty, I think. Lean. A lean lean, night. A lean night. (laughs) Bridge over the river, Kwai. Arlie, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Do whatever we do for the next 15 minutes before I have to go to that birthday. It's a busy day. Yeah. Uh, And that's just the tits. Of the iceberg. Yep. Yeah. Go see Skyfall. Fucking give that movie your money. Tell you how I feel